But first, we start with the political battles here at home in Canada. And I'll tell you what, this is going to be the political fight of our lives here, I believe, over the next few years. It is Justin Trudeau versus Pierre Polyev. Polyev, of course, the new Conservative Party leader elected on the weekend. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announcing he will run again in the next election against Polyev. These two are on a collision course here. What do you think? We're going to see the battle for the ages between these two? I think so. They're already going at it here. Yesterday, Trudeau calling out Polyev, accusing him of irresponsible leadership. Polyev saying Trudeau leading Canada in the wrong direction. Have a listen to Polyev here in his first speech to the Conservative caucus. This is yesterday. I'm issuing a challenge to Justin Trudeau today. If you really understand the suffering of Canadians, Mr. Prime Minister, if you understand that people can't gas their cars, feed their families, or afford homes for themselves, if you really care, commit today that there will be no new tax increases on workers and on seniors. None. Okay, that was uh, Pierre Polyev, the new Conservative leader, speaking yesterday. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau going after Polyev here. Have a listen to Trudeau's shots at Polyev. Buzzwords, dog whistles, and careless attacks don't add up to a plan for Canadians. Telling people they can opt out of inflation by investing their savings in volatile cryptocurrencies is not responsible leadership. Okay, Justin Trudeau, yesterday, here we go now with the uh, the fight between these two. Let's discuss it now with my guest, Randeep Sarai, Liberal MP for Surrey Centre. Randeep, thank you for coming on today. Uh, thank you, Michael. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Okay, we're also hoping to have Carrie Lynn Finley on, uh, Conservative MP. We're trying to track her down. Uh, hopefully we'll get her on here shortly. Randeep, let me ask you your thoughts on Pierre Polyev as the new Conservative leader. Well, first of all, Renee, I want to congratulate him on becoming the leader of His Majesty's official opposition. And uh, as, as a leader uh, of the official opposition, we're going to have to work with him. And, and I think Canadians expect governments to work together uh, to solve problems for Canadians and uh, hoping uh, it'll be positive. Uh, I'm not expecting uh, it potentially to be that, but the goal and objective must be to be positive and work with your counterparts uh, to deliver for Canadians. And I think that's what we're going to be focused on. Uh, but it's a, it's going to be a big contrast, I think, uh, a contrast for Canadians on what type of government they want and what type of leader. I think he's pretty divisive. I think he's uh, great on words and slogans and hashtags, but uh, uh, very short on substance on how he's going to do things. I mean, firing the Bank of Canada uh, governor isn't going to solve inflation. It isn't going to solve the war in Ukraine, uh, the invasion by Russia or supply chain issues in China. Uh, but uh, he finds those as quick whip answers. Uh, and I don't think that's what Canadians are expecting their government to do. They want uh, solid good governance. They want uh, people to be able to uh, come up with ideas to help support families, uh, uh, young families that are uh, facing uh, challenging times. And I don't think words are going to be uh, what, what heals them. I think uh, well, they're going to need... Uh, I, I noticed that the, the tone and focus seems to be changing somewhat with Polyev as he transitions to the conservative leader rather than as a conservative candidate for leadership. And I noted that 
you know, we don't seem to be hearing the cryptocurrency stuff. I didn't hear him talk about firing the governor of the Bank of Canada in his speech to the Conservative caucus. I didn't hear him say anything about boycotting the World Economic Forum. He seems to be pivoting now to the issues, I think, that are of chief concern to Canadians, which is their standard of living, their cost of living, uh, housing, the affordability crisis we see here in our own city. Is that, that's where I think that Trudeau was vulnerable. What are your thoughts? Well, look, uh, he, he advised on cryptocurrency and thought that was a way out of inflation. And I know personally people who lost their life savings, a little uh, small pizza shop owner in my riding, listened to people like him and invested his entire savings and it dwindled down to a quarter of what he had before. Uh, and so that was irresponsible. He should know better. He was running to be leader, uh, running to be uh, prime minister and and your words uh, are being heard and listened to and and you 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 need to to be better at that if he's talking about housing affordability he hasn't really given a plan he doesn't want government to be in any place he wants a reduction in government it's uh, uh how will he assist in in creating hundreds of thousands of new homes that canadians need he has really put no plan in place or proposed anything in terms of housing affordability he well, was in government before never did a national housing strategy never looked at it the first national housing strategy was done by our government in 2016-2017. So uh, we've been, we put money where our mouth is. We've made a plan. We've listened to people. And 6,000 homes just got announced in Vancouver. Uh, affordable rental housing that's going to be constructed on indigenous land in the city of Vancouver. It's going to be much-needed housing to those that work and live there. That's proper governance. That's putting money in action uh, where it's needed. Well, hang on. He did say he did address housing in his speech yesterday to the Conservative caucus, saying one of the things he will do is put pressure on municipalities to cut red tape and to start building more housing in cities across Canada by tying it to federal infrastructure money. So that if you want to qualify for federal bucks, you better be approving housing in your cities as a way to jumpstart housing starts in the country. Your so that's the exact thing. He's just copying our plan. We've already said uh, we had a $4 billion housing accelerator fund, which tells exactly that. The cities that will cut red tape, cut NIMBYism, uh, accelerate housing growth, uh, they will be able to tap into that fund. It's a carrot uh, uh, versus a stick. And directly, he can say whatever he wants. He can't tell municipalities what to do. We've tied that as well into infrastructure. Infrastructure will roll with those municipalities that develop growth strategies uh, around transit corridors. Uh, they will get that, that funding. They will get additional funding to help hire more plan checkers, development uh, uh, planners, uh, and, and others of the like in City Alda right. for those that actually work hard. As we continue talking about the new Conservative leader, Pierre Polyev, Randip Sarai, Liberal MP, is my guest. We're joined by Carrie Lynn Finley now, Conservative MP, South Surrey, White Rock. Carrie Lynn, thank you for coming on today. Yes, hi. Thanks, Mike. Okay, can you tell me, give me your pitch here for Polyev and why you think he would be good for Canada? Well, uh, I've just been named to the leadership team, so uh, that's um, going to be very interesting, a dynamic, united team moving forward. Pierre's got very clear messaging, and his messaging is about smaller government, bigger citizens, uh, going from hurt to hope. And there's a lot of people hurting right now, and they're not being listened to by this Trudeau government. And uh, like big tax hikes that are on their way, 
certainly in the new year. So we want them to listen. We want them to listen to Canadians, and we're listening to Canadians and saying what you need is a caring government, compassionate government that cares about you, cares about how you can afford to live in Canada, how you can get ahead, and that your hard work should be rewarded. And I think that's a very strong message that's resonating with Canadians. Randip Sarai, what do you say to that? Well, first, I want to congratulate my colleague from Surrey on becoming the whip uh, in the Conservative Party. So uh, congratulations, Kerry. But uh, I also want to say, uh, how are you? I I also want to say that, you know, uh, uh, it's going to take more than just uh, a word. Uh, Small governance uh, didn't work before. Uh, uh, If you want uh, to fight climate uh, climate change and the effects of it. Look at it just now. Uh, what we've uh, British Columbia seen uh, uh, in the last two years, extreme heat, extreme cold, uh, floods, uh, you have to fight carbon. And, and, and carbon policy uh, has been one of the best and most effective ways. And I think it's false to scare people and tell them there's new taxes coming in the way when there are no new taxes uh, being affected on them. In fact, there's actually more money being proposed to give back to them, uh, to support them, just as the Canada Child Benefit, which is given which is tax-free to low-income uh, families and medium-income families on an income threshold, where it was taxed by the Conservatives before and given to millionaires. So, uh, okay. you know, the approach is very different, uh, and I think people need to understand that. Carrie Lynn Finley, he says, there's no, he says there's no tax hikes coming. That's not true. Uh, the carbon tax is tripling. And there, there's going to be more money taken out of everyone's pocket for CPP and other source deductions at a time when inflation is at a 40-year high and it's hurting people. People are having trouble buying groceries. Uh, we've got a record number of Canadians saying that they're skipping a meal each day to make ends meet. This is unacceptable in a nation like Canada. And of course the environment is important, we agree, but we also believe in results, getting behind Canadian ingenuity where it comes to green energy and clean energy and understanding that we do have a lot of answers on the environment and they're not all wrapped up in carbon taxes. People, I mean, the Liberals love to make big pronouncements but no, don't follow through. Look at all the billions of trees they were going to plant. Where are they? <laughs> they they say these things, and then they don't do it. Our emissions have actually been going up. So, you know, if the answer is just taxing people more, uh, we would have seen bigger results. That's not the answer. And on things like child tax credits, we brought those in before, and we uh, brought in income splitting for seniors. You know, we we always want to help regular okay. Canadians and seniors. Let's squeeze in a call here on the open line while we can. Dev in Vancouver. Hi, Dev. Go ahead. Hey, Randy. You seem like a really nice guy. So uh, you know, I, I, and and and, but your government is so completely out of touch. Your prime minister. I have a family same size as his. He spends twelve thousand a month on groceries. You tell me, Randy, but again, you're a super nice guy, how that man can relate to what I'm going through. I, can't, I don't spend 12000 in, in nine months. So you just, you just tell me about that. Randy, Randy Sarai. How, 
you, Randip's all right. Let me let's let him answer. Uh, Go ahead. Rand. Look, I, I haven't looked at the, 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 the prime minister's grocery budget or his budget, and I'm sure it's a little more complicated than that with all the staff and other uh, uh, other apparatus. But I can tell you, I don't spend that, and I think I can also assure you that the prime minister is very, very concerned. We're at a caucus retreat right now, where the main uh, concentration is on affordability and how to make Canadians' lives better and to make sure that. Uh, your grocery bills go down, how we can improve supply chain issues so that the cost of delivery of those groceries and goods are faster, how we can alleviate a lot of the labor shortage problems we're having, which is causing prices to go up, and how to alleviate some of the supply chains uh, globally to bring some of the resources here and also create a domestic market uh, uh, to create some of the goods that we import uh, right here at home. So our concentration is... Uh, to lower the cost okay. and do it uh, uh, quickly. Carrie Lynn, so I, Carrie Lynn I, Finley, go ahead. Go ahead, Carrie Lynn. A government that's truly committed to listening to Canadians and helping Canadians doesn't have a caucus retreat in the West Coast, fly everyone out there for that, and then fly everyone right across the country for another caucus retreat in another location. I mean, uh, the caller's point on how the Prime Minister and his cabinet look at the dollars that are sent to them by the taxpayers, he's absolutely right. It's, you know, there seems to be no end or limit to the spending that this prime minister is prepared to do personally, as well as from a government perspective. Uh, You know, as soon as Pierre Polyev became our leader, there's headlines that they're thinking of doing something about inflation. And yet, as late as when we recessed in June, they told us it was a global phenomenon, totally out of their hands, nothing they could okay. do about it. But it's not true. Okay, Randip Sarai, we've got 30 seconds left. I'll give you the last word. Go ahead. Uh, well, look, I think it's going to be a very interesting time. I think Canadians are yeah. going to have to look hard and see uh, what are what to expect from a government and what type of leadership to expect. I think, uh, do you want somebody that's unifying Canadians? Do you want somebody who's helping uh, uh, Canadians out and during a difficult time, who's growing the, the, the GDP and the economic pie for Canadians and, and also fighting climate change at the same okay. time? I think that's the type of leadership we knew, and, and that contrast will be visible. 